Hey, I'm Ruben from Dub. Welcome to Connection Loop, our actionable podcast about building businesses with daily human connections. Connection Loop features long form interviews with fascinating people in sales, marketing, and beyond. Enjoy today's episode and learn more about Dub at dub.com. Cast here, and I'm with Shelly Grierson. And um, she works at a company called Space Between as the director of marketing. And I'll let her get into that a little bit. But she also has a very interesting LinkedIn. Um, what is it? A, a it's it's sort of like it's called LinkedIn Ladies. So okay. if you search the hashtag LinkedIn Ladies on LinkedIn, okay. you'll see me come up. Yeah, effectively, it's it's a concept by a company called LinkedIn Local, and the whole idea is that we connect all these people on LinkedIn. But what's the value of the connection? if we don't actually do anything with it. And people are really on guard on LinkedIn these days, and you know, understandably so, because you connect with someone and then instantly you get this automated sales email and you just think, oh my God, you yeah. know? So people are starting, the whole benefit of it is kind of, now people are getting their guard up, it's losing some of its shine. Yeah. And so the whole point of LinkedIn ladies is to provide um, this safe networking environment for ladies in the UK where I'm based, um, to come and network together, and it's about having a glass of the old, you know, uh, wine, and <laughs> um, you know, just and getting to know people as people. Um, cheers. Chin um, <laughs> Chin, you're supposed to look at eyes when you oh, do yes. that. Did you know that? Yes. Maybe that's a British thing. No, 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 that's a good thing. I normally do that. Um, so yeah, the whole point is to get to, to speak to people and to get to know them um, outside almost the business remit and, and the passing of business cards. So it's very non-salesy. But yeah, I, I find it's been really well received, really well attended. And people actually, in terms of like job referrals and things like that, it does really well because we actually know each other after a couple mm. of networking sessions. Yeah. Like, oh, this is a really cool guy. Like, yeah. I know him. He does this. Let's join the dots. And it does really well for business, um, actually cutting the business conversation out. Yeah. I mean, I think that's definitely something that I've seen more of people doing, which is just to bring their real selves and mm -hmm. their truth. You know, in networking, in building relationships, there's a lot more honesty, authenticity, I'm noticing. Um, I actually think a lot of that is inspired by young people and how they leverage social and social media and the type of content that they put out. And it became commonplace, ubiquitous, just to see silly videos, fun videos, just people being themselves. So much more raw. Yeah. And what the interesting thing is, and I totally agree with you, and what the interesting thing is, is you're seeing high-end brands, quality brands, yeah. you know, the sort of the Chanel's, the Dior's, actually adopting some of those styles now. They're getting really street with it. So where typically they were very, very um, polished, and they still are in many senses, there is a very uh, casual element to what they're now, particularly on social. You yeah. know, to get that conversational right. style and to connect mm -hmm. with that level of audience. Right. So. I, I totally, I totally agree. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, well, the concept behind what I was trying to apply was absolutely that was sort of getting positive content out there for everyone, essentially. But it's it's almost, I mean, male and females, we we communicate in different ways. Yeah. And there's benefits to both. Right. And this was kind of an environment where females could just chat to females. I have a stat for you. I was I was about to tell you this before, okay. but I didn't get I didn't get to it. So I'm going to share it with everybody now. Stat time. This it's stat time. Listen up. <laughs> So the stat is that there are more men in leadership positions named John than there are women in leadership positions. So there are more Johns in leadership positions. That was a really bad, you get what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Pun not intended. Um, that is very funny. Very women. interesting. So that's why I kind of wanted to, aside from my day job, 
pick this up and sort of start mentoring women into into leadership positions uh. and sharing and a lot of it is about sharing content actually so when we're there we're having fun with it we're doing selfies we're doing the raw content we're doing the video yeah and um and using all the right hashtags and things and it's it's, it's gaining traction yeah and it's not i'm not even doing it to gain traction actually i'm mm-hmm. just doing it so that we can meet and have a great time right but organically it's actually gaining traction which is great yeah so when you say the name john is that john and juan and and john and every version of john or just the english J-O-H-N. word john o-h-n wow okay, there are that's... more johns in i think it's like c-suite wow or even even there's another stat even just for top um fortune fortune businesses for um they look at how many women are in leadership positions in fortune business like fortune 500 fortune 50 businesses there are more men named John in those leadership positions than women in total. So um, so we can actually we can actually look at this on LinkedIn. Is there a way to look at just C-suite? No, I guess there isn't. It, it, depends, it depends what the privacy settings are. Oh, there so, you go. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was, um, these are like, you know, business reports that come out annually. Got it. Um, so that's quite, it's quite a scary statistic. Very interesting. So cool. um, maybe John's really smart. Maybe if you have a son, call him John. You know, he's got a good chance of doing really well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. <clears throat> yeah. um, so you are a contestant on I a know. show. Yes. What's, what's going contestant. on here? So I, hooray, am a finalist for Miss Great Britain. Okay. Which is the um, the what is it, the precursor to sort of Miss World. So it finds it's each country's sort of representation from its national competition. So I'm in the national competition in the UK in February. And the reason I don't come from that sort of background at all, um, the reason I've decided to sort of add to my profile and try this out for the first time is that for the first year, this year, um, they're actually opening the competition up to people that are over the age of 27. So historically, and I think this is in business and I think it's in beauty and Mm. I think it's in entertainment, there's been a shelf life when it comes to women. You know, there's there's been this perception of like, oh, you know, you're you're sort of over thirty, so you're going to go and get married and have a child, so we're not going to employ you. Or, mm. when, do you know what I mean? There's yeah. been a bit of a glass mm. ceiling in that sense. And um, I think what Miss Great Britain are doing is fantastic. They've opened it up to people over the age of twenty-seven. Like, I don't know why anyone couldn't apply anyway that wanted to. So I'm, like I said, I don't come from that kind of background at all. But I really want to support what they're doing because I think it's really cool. Mm. And um, it's very scary to think you just, as a woman, you're literally just opening yourself up to be completely judged. <laughs> so mm. that's, nothing could be worse in my mind. It's, it's very scary. But I'm doing it as it's sort of almost a confidence-building exercise. And to show people, I mentor a lot of young women mm. in the UK, to show people that actually, whether it's a career change later in life or whether it's just a new skill that you want to learn, just give it a go. It doesn't matter if you get laughed out of town. Give it a go, and, yeah. I, and I guarantee you won't get laughed at a time. You know, it'll all end well generally. So yeah. we have to try new things. So how did you get into that? I mean, do you come from? I mean, did, have you had? Do you have previous modeling experience? Or? No, not at all. So basically, um, how I mean, I, I, I instantly whenever I think of someone that's on a contest like that, I always think that they are, you know, an actor, actress, um, model, you know, some sort of a spokesperson. So no, definitely happen? not. So actually, I've been in marketing for the last fifteen years, and. I've loved it. But what I've really found is I've really applied myself to the business that I've worked in, which is great, right? And that's what every employer really sort of wants. But what I've started realizing in the last sort of couple of years is that actually it's beneficial to you and the business if you focus on yourself as well and you build your own profile. And that is uh, everything to do with the work and, and what you do and attending conferences and, and you know being on podcasts and meeting great people but also extracurricular stuff as well. It's that human element of your content. 
right, people really connect with that because they go, oh, this is the, you know, a real person. Oh, yeah. they're out walking the dogs. They're mm-hmm. doing, you know, this, that, the other. They're struggling with kids working from home or whatever it may be. And um, so the reason I actually got into it was because I'm, in, I'm connected to a BBC World Reporter or journalist in London who um, I sort of filter a lot of our research, our original research through. And she was Miss Congo. Oh, really? Like, in Congo. Wow. And um, And anyway, she moved to the UK and started working for the BBC. She won over thousands of people this amazing internship with BBC Global mm. News and has worked her way up through the ranks. So I was in connection with her as just as a journalist, as a reporter. And um, she was talking to me about her whole story. And so anyway, I just sort of looked it up just out of curiosity. And then I saw that it was like the inaugural year where actually they were in the UK, they were saying, you know what, age isn't a barrier anymore. Mm. And as much as it makes me go, ooh, you know, shudder with terror at the thought, I thought this is something I really want to get up behind. And the fact that I stand up there at LinkedIn Ladies Mm. every time I host it and go, hi, I'm leading this charge, I felt like, you know what, I feel like I need to do this to sort of prove to people you know, I'm I'm doing what I what I say I do outside of you know, outside of work. I'm sort of leading the charge a little. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, I'm I'm really um, I'm really kind of inspired because you're definitely um, putting yourself out there, and you know, you're making yourself vulnerable. Because I think that when you do something like there's that, definitely an element of that. You know, you said that you know you open up yourself for criticism. You know, of course, there's a lot of positive attributes to this as well, but that's a reality. I mean, anytime we put ourselves out there. There's always going to be people that say X, Y, and Z, but we yeah, can't totally. really worry about that. Right? Totally. Yeah. Well, that's part of building your profile, right? Yeah. So, and no matter what you do content-wise, um, and the more you amplify it, yeah. the more uh, response you tend to get, right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's the whole aim of the game is we go, right, we want to grow our following. We want to um, promote amazing content, preferably video content, because that's what's you know absolutely ruling the present and the future. Mm-hmm. Um but also, we need to be able to manage as we do that. In parallel, we need to be able to manage how we handle responses, both positive and negative. And I think when you see channels where, even when if you go, if I go to a TripAdvisor example, so I step away from even our own content for a second, and I go, let's go to a TripAdvisor example, and we look at someone where um, they're like a host of a hotel or a guest house, and they've got all these positive reviews and they've all gone oh thanks for the great review it's been great hosting you la 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 and then for a negative review they don't say anything they just mm, ignore it yeah i mean there needs to be a level of response to yeah. our content that we're consistent with even when we don't want to face it i think that's really important because if you provide a really well-worded friendly understanding response i think that's that's a good thing that's a good thing yeah. and we just need to be prepared when we're dabbling in the content world that you know this is going to happen. There are going to be there are going yeah. to be bad things that come back. There are going to be people booing me off stage, probably. But you just have to deal with that, you know, and go. Yeah. You know what? I'm at a point in my life where I need to just shake it off. Yeah. And of course, there's a, there's a, a certain amount that sort of penetrates where you go, ouch. But yeah, mm-hmm. that's okay. Goes with the territory. All right, guys, we are back, and now actually we're using a blue Yeti mic. So you're going to notice that the quality of the sound is a little bit better. So we just kind of we just kind of uh, boosted that, and uh, should sound pretty crisp. Um, so Chicago, mm-hmm. what's been your experience? I've loved Chicago. I've never been here before and really liked it. Yeah. It's to be honest, I'm from uh, Auckland in New Zealand originally, and it's very similar. Oh, so actually. that's where you grew up, or? Yeah, that's where I grew up. It's very similar in terms of just like nice city skyline, beautiful waterfront, um, lots of green spaces, mm. uh, very vibey. Like it. Okay. Really like it. Mm. Enjoyed my time. Glad I came here. So, what? Talk to me about the um, the Kiwi culture. It's very chilled. 
Um, it's very relaxed. Okay. It, it, you know, and there are good things and bad things that go with that, I think. Um, in terms of business, a lot of uh, entrepreneurs, not as much as in the States, obviously, because it's such a huge population, mm. but a lot of people that are business owners, they have great ideas and they, they start businesses. Mm. Um, Why do you think that is? And these are the locals or, or the immigrants? No, 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 lo- like locals, well, mm. both really. Um, so even the, the immigration culture is very inclusive. It's very well set up. It's, mm. it, we, we sort of go, okay, we, you know, it's very pro-immigration. We're such a small population. I mean, it's less than 5 million, which is mm. tiny. Mm. And then as part of that, as part of that immigration process, people are very well supported mm. into education, jobs, communities, and things like that. To just makes everybody's lives so much better, right? Mm. So, um, but what I like to think, I mean, I studied. I went to university there. What I like to think, and maybe this is the same everywhere. I'm not sure because I haven't studied and gone to university everywhere. Is that you're taught? I mean, in school, you're taught things. You're taught physical things. Um, in university, you're taught to think. And I think a lot of people um, coming out of Kiwi universities, because we are so isolated and so far away from everything, mm. is it's like dream dream big and, and give it a go. And it's a mm. quite a supportive environment. So you're taught to think and you're taught to have these ideas and then people just give it a go. And I think New Zealand, the reason why a lot of big um, enterprise businesses use New Zealand as a bit of a pilot study, so things like Coca-Cola, for example. In many cases, New Zealand are the first place in the world to to get to try a lot of things because they use New Zealand as like a live pilot study. Mm. So it was like vanilla Coke back in the day. They were like, oh, we'll just try it there first. Oh, really? Yeah, before it's released. (laughs) You know, um, so there's loads of things like that where they just sort of, we're sort of like the guinea pig population, you know. That's interesting. And then when did you move to England? So I lived in the UK a few years. I've, I've basically, I, when I left university from New Zealand, I, I moved out. I went to the Great Barrier Reef, lived on a private island for a couple of years, working for an amazing resort, loads of fun in water sports, diving, in my free time, awesome. Wow. Then I moved to the UK. I, every, I'm just, I'm all about the experiences. Um, slowing down on my older there. Then I moved to the UK because I really wanted to do the London experience, and I highly recommend for anyone that has that itch, just mm. do it. It's an amazing yeah. place. And then I ended up working um, well, from London. I moved to the south of France and started working on super yachts. And I did that for many years. You, you worked on what? I'm sorry. Super yachts. Okay. Private yachts. So one of actually I worked for two American uh, people. One was the Walmart family, the, Wal- the Walton. Mm. And the other was uh, someone called David Geffen, who set up Geffen uh, Records and DreamWorks Pictures. And so... Um, yeah. And then I worked for a vodka Russian guy. And so we got to go to these amazing places all over the world, everywhere from sort of, you know, um, the Galapagos Islands mm. to actually went to New Zealand, Tahiti, you know. So Alaska, you, you basically lived on these super yachts for yeah. a little while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's yeah. incredible. It's a great, you know what? It's a great These are like 50 million, 100 million dollar yachts. More. Yeah. Crazy. So wow. the yachts are like half a billion. And then with the everything in the interior made of gold, it's like a billion. So yeah. Okay. So insane. can I, I want to see one of these so I can type Dev, David Geffen's yacht. Is that fair? Yeah, so it used to be uh, Larry Ellison's Oracle. So um, they used to co-own it, and now David bought it. Rising Sun. Yeah, that one doesn't it doesn't look very nice from the outside. It's quite like uh, not very nice. Wow. That's if incredible. you look at Motor Yacht Serene, that was a beautiful one. Motor Motor Yacht Serene. Wow. So you lived on this yacht. Yeah. For, Google it, everyone. Motor Yacht Serene. That is. Um, Enchanting. So, you know, multiple helipads, pools, DJs. We had a lot of cool guests on here. Wow. Um, I mean, this is right out of a rap video. Well, you know, Sharon Stone hit on my boyfriend when we lived. We, we were, I met my, my fiance. I hate it when that happens. I hate it when rich people hit on my boyfriend <laughs> in front of me, and I'm not allowed to do anything because I'm staff. So it's like, I'm standing there going, like, Sharon, back off. Um, 
so yeah, no, it's insane. So we, we literally, if if you find yourself at any point poverty stricken but wanting to travel, get yourself a job on a yacht. Wow, that's a that's a style. great life hack. Yeah, and you, no, it's a life hack, and yeah. it's one of these sort of secret industries. Yes. Um, but from a content perspective, yes. Oh my god, you know, you sign all these confidentialities experience. Oh um, yeah, confident, yeah. You know, which obviously go down the drain after a couple of glasses of wine, right. And you say it on a podcast, but um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but other than that, you know, you're very restricted yeah. in what you can post and, mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. So your life is almost a bit secretive. It's almost a bit sort of. Do you know what? I would almost consider it to be similar to, to a military life in mm. many senses because you're very secluded. You're not allowed, or you don't necessarily have contact with people all the time because if the owner is on board, all the bandwidth goes mm. to them, right? right? So you can't be sitting there streaming Game of Thrones because they want to stream Russian television off satellite. So all the bandwidth goes to them and you, yeah. Very interesting, cool. Yeah. Got it, okay, so we talked about Chicago. We talked about LinkedIn ladies. We, mm-hmm. we spoke about, I think there was something else that I really wanted to talk to you about. Oh, I think it was sort of leaning into us as personalities. I, I want to touch upon that a little bit. Um, talk to me about your experience. You mentioned something when you were on stage, or I think about this event. Talk to me about that a little bit. In terms of uh, person, different. Um, I say, would say leaning into who we are and like us as personalities and sort of the the things that we project and you know how to be how to be your most honest self. How about that as the question? Yeah, definitely. I think again, that's that's really topical. Everybody's talking about authentic content to the point where it's almost like the word authentic. You sort of go, Ooh. <laughs> you know. And why but, is that? Um, why is that a cringy word? Um, just because just because it's used a lot, I mm. suppose. It's being used a lot at mm-hmm. the moment, and then that cycle will pass, and authentic will be a, a word that is is okay to use again, I guess. But yeah, I guess we're just we're so inundated mm-hmm. in our work lives in our private lives, whether it's content that we're producing for work purposes or whether it's something that we do in our spare time. Like I'm sure I speak for everyone when we have friends on our social media channels that are almost yeah. broadcasting their lives mm-hmm. in an unreal way. And I've, oh, I've, yeah. had, I've had to take detoxes from social media because mm-hmm. social media it's made detoxes. me feel bad. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah. I log on, I'm not working on super yachts anymore and I've still got these friends that are and it's like, oh great, someone's in the, Mal- in the Maldives and I'm sitting here and it's raining and I feel depressed about it, <laughs> you know? And so, no, but you know, I've right. had to take detoxes because there are, there are people that um, almost self-promote on the social side of things, not even mm-hmm. on the business side of things. And so I think there's a balance to be had. I think it, it almost depends where you're from a little bit. I know basically in, in the UK, in Europe, I know in New Zealand as well, we're we're a very quiet bunch in terms of self-promotion mm-hmm. it's considered very cringy mm. and it is like I, I, I feel like that as well I feel like I've got to sort of break that barrier down a little bit yeah but we were talking about this before actually like nobody is going to sing if nobody else is going to sing your praises then you need to put your best foot forward yeah. yourself mm-hmm. and take that opportunity and there is no better time than now and I don't I don't mean that in sort of a cliche sense I mean physically in the digital world no better time than what there currently is now in terms of the channels and um, technology available to us to do that and to get your personality across and don't feel you have to mimic anybody just be yourself because that's really what sells that because that makes it sound like it's a business transaction right that's what appeals yeah there's a woman that I follow um, on YouTube I'm not even one of these youtubers at all but I've just been pulled into it she's um she's actually a beauty vlogger and I don't follow her for the beauty she's just hilarious who is this I don't know Jamie someone I just just put Jamie um small hands makeup video because she just takes the piss basically and I just I just find it so funny so I'm I'm just googling Jamie Sant Jamie Small Hand. What is it? Can you read that? 
Jamie small hands makeup video. Okay. So what's your tiny hands? Jamie French. There we are, people. We found it. Okay. Jamie French makeup French tutorials. Not that easy, but Grammarly helps. This Do you use Grammarly? I did, but then I got sick of all the... Um, she's oh, my God. She's hilarious. <laughs> and she's a fantastic singer. Hey, guys. <coughs> Someone yesterday told me I'm a good singer. I'm so and I'm a drummer. I don't sing. Today we did Maybe should the Tiny Hands yeah. Makeup Challenge. Did a spring makeup tutorial, as you can see. Just kind of a wow, fresh, she's great. Spring makeup look. I love her I saw vibe. On Instagram story, using Tiny Hands and her work, and I, it instantly came to me like, I. Oh my god. <laughs> Honestly. Wow. She just, I, I, she's just—I, she's very um self-deprecating. Well, th I mean, what I love about this is that, you know, she shows herself without makeup. And that's honest. I mean, that's what she looks like. That's yeah, the truth. For, for me, I totally don't even follow it for the makeup tutorial yeah. aspect. I follow it because she's hilarious. No, this is great. She does other ones where it was like, um, and she she does it with a, with a, with a serious stance. Mm. And it's like, um, you know, the 90s clubbing makeup look, which was like horrendous, you know. Where, you know Zoolander was, style? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nobody was famous for good looks in the 80s and 90s, let's face it. Uh, we've, we've all been there. And, um, and yeah. so she, she does it, but completely serious. Like, okay, well, what you want to do is find the complete wrong tone of foundation, just slap it on, don't worry about anything else. Mm. And it, it's nothing about the makeup, she's just hilarious. So that's cool. Jamie French, check her out. Very cool. So anything else? Anything else you want to you wanna bring up? Darling, I could talk for days. Okay. But you know. Yeah. Um, so I you're going to be, so in about, what, six months time, you're going to be the winner of that, um, the pageant. Can I call <laughs> it a pageant? I don't like the name pageant. I like um, contest. Better. Contest. Because so in about, and when is that? It's in February. So it's oh, all okay. live uh, TV. You know, I mean, it, it airs, you know, um, as I'm sure it does here with Miss USA. Very cool. So it's quite scary. And then do you have to get voted? No, it's based, or on, is it based judge, on judges. judges. Okay, got judges. It. So it's like um, a closed room. But there are uh, things that come into, into play. So over the next six months, we have uh, things like publicity that is measured, charity, like fundraising and all that sort of stuff that is measured as well. So it's interesting because I'm connecting with all these girls that have been really into pageants mm. for like, you know, since they were knee high to a grasshopper mm. and I'm coming in at the ripe old age of 32 um, for the pure reason that they've opened it up to us old ladies and giving it a go <laughs> and isn't it ridiculous though 70, 27 is so young that's the whole that's <laughs> almost the, that's the stand I'm trying to make is like it's so young nobody should be restricted yeah. to yeah. that or feel like they're over a hill at the age of 28 because it's ridiculous yeah. life's only just begun yes. Um, yes. so yeah it's it's there are a few measures that come into play over the next six months, yeah. but ultimately, you know, it's, it is what it is. But they, they say it's like, look, look, it's not solely based off this, that, or the other. We actually want to find the right personal mm. personality and the right person. Right. I'm slurring my words because I've had two wines. You can't yeah. really see it because it's hidden behind the microphone. I can't But tell. it's been a fun <laughs> podcast, let me tell you that. Yeah, this has been fun. Yeah, well, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much this for having me. This has been really good, been yeah. Fab. It's been lovely meeting all of your team, yeah. like all the people behind the scenes that go yeah. into all of the work that yeah. you see. Has well, no, been we met in Los Angeles at the Digimarcon and now yep. here in Chicago, so it's been a good event. Yeah, it's fun bumming into people all over the world, right? Yeah, it's been fun. I mean, this is this was my first kind of video masterclass sort of keynote speech that I've delivered. So it's sort of a big deal for me in my career, you know, and it was definitely a, a learning experience for me. Do you know what? If you hadn't have said that, I would not have known because you've got one of these voices that sounds very uh, experienced. Mm. You could be a right, well, look, you're in front of a microphone. I think you've found your calling. Well, actually, it's funny that you should say that because I spent a lot of my time and a lot of my life 
behind the scenes, mm -hmm. you know, as the tech guy, mm -hmm. creating workflows, mm -hmm. automation, building stuff. And it wasn't until probably a year or two ago when I realized that, hey, listen, I just need to put myself out there. You know, if yeah. I want to build a brand, if I want to build a company, if I want to connect with people, mm -hmm. I need to leverage video yeah. because it's so scalable. So that's that was yeah. really my inspiration. And really, I think it comes from a desire to teach. So I actually had a really good chance to spend probably almost an hour and a half with, with a guy named Dr. Terry Shintani. Mm -hmm. um, that's his website, drterryshintani.com. But he was a doctor out of Hawaii that's into wellness and alternative medicine. And I had so much fun just helping him with his website. And we recorded the whole thing. So we have like four you know, video vlogs out of that. That was a lot of fun. So that's for me, it's cool. about the learning and it's about the connections. That's very cool. Yeah. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. Thanks so much. See you guys on the next one. Don't forget to subscribe. See you guys. Bye.